Witches are reawakening to their power all over the world right now. The world is being reclaimed. We celebrate in gratitude. Welcome to Bossy Bruja Podcast with your host, Ayodele Fuega of BossyBruja.com. Ayo is here to encourage and inspire you to live your best, most enchanted life. On this podcast, we'll discuss magic, empowering ideas, powerful spiritual practices, and books to support you on your path. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful you're here. Here's Ayo. Hello, hello. So before we get into this episode, we are going to be listening to my dear friend, Melissa Galladay, who recorded the Oath of Manifestation for me on a beautiful 22-minute and 11-second recording. Um, She recorded it 15 times because Catherine Ponder teaches that When you say an affirmation 15 times, it cracks the ether and it unleashes and looses whatever it is that you are calling for, summoning, declaring, and affirming. So I asked her to record that and she did it for me. Uh, She was one of the people who came out to celebrate my birthday in LA this past weekend. And she recorded this beautiful prayer for us. Um, which we will have available for download on the website and proceeds will be going to the shop and to her. And I love this because I adore artists of all kinds. She is Juilliard trained, really exceptional um, performer with a gorgeous voice. Plus I had an attitude, so I needed, I needed a little meditation. So, uh, let's listen to her and we'll jump back in. The Oath of Manifestation by Reverend Dr. Cheryl Ward. I accept and receive unexpected good unexpected money, unexpected love, unexpected kindness, unexpected generosity, unexpected offers, unexpected prosperity coming in unexpected ways and unexpected places in my life and the lives of others. I am constantly guided and boldly empowered to receive the lavish abundance of the universe. I accept the principle that abundance and prosperity have already been given to me. My acceptance makes it real and opens a space for manifestation to rush in. I open wide the doors of my consciousness to receive and to give. It is done now. And through this oath of manifestation, all things are possible. I declare absolutely that I live in a friendly universe that is always providing for me. I feel it powerfully happening now. I am open to give more abundance and receive more abundance than I have ever experienced before. I can afford anything I desire. In fact, I am so prosperous I need never worry again. I am grateful for all that I have, and I am grateful for all that I am ready to give. I keep myself lifted in high consciousness no matter what the appearances are. God is all there is. I let the God times roll, and so it is. Amen. Ashe. Amin. You're listening to the Bossy Bruja Podcast with your host, Ayadeli Fuega. To learn more after the show, visit bossybruja.com. The world is being reclaimed, and we're here for it. Now back to the show. 
Wasn't that beautiful? <sighs> I love listening to Melissa. Uh, so that recording, the full 22 minute and 11 second recording is available for download at bossybruja.com. Go over there, download it to your phone and play it on repeat right uh, in the morning, early in the morning as you are preparing for meditation or going through your yoga flow or as you're preparing yourself for the day. Or, and or, you could listen to it on repeat as you rest. <laughs> I'm really excited um, to be able to work with Melissa. I the, When I first heard the recording, I listened to it multiple times in a row. Such a beautiful and empowering affirmation prayer. And the good thing about it um, is every time you hear it, you hear something different. It lands on you differently. And then she does a really great job emphasizing um, different parts of the affirmative prayer, the affirmation um, throughout the 15 times that she does it. So go ahead and, and check that out. Now, the topic for today is increasing your power for effective spell work. And this is a requested episode, so I'm really excited about it. I have mucho, mucho, um, um, suggestions, as fucking always. You know me, I always have a suggestion, <laughs> an idea. Um, and I have to tell you, I've confronted quite a few of my, um, uh, I've confronted a few secure insecurities and I'm not going to call them mine, but I've confronted a few insecurities this year. My, my mouth can't even say the word <laughs> insecurity. I don't think that way. Um, but I did notice, uh, some ways in which I was holding myself back this year. Um, and one of the major ways is not wanting to be seen. So I've been challenging myself to be seen, to be heard. One of my other things was not being, not sh being sure, um, about sharing some of my, what I call my crazy ideas because I wasn't sure like <laughs> how people are going to take it. How is it going to land on people? But the more I've shared my, my ideas, the more people have surprised me. They've been very receptive to it. And so I'm going to be sharing a couple of those such ideas, uh, today I'm really excited about this episode. I think it's going to be great. So let's get right into it. Increasing power, increasing your power for effective spell work. So the first thing I would suggest is privacy. Privacy, guarding your time, uh, keeping your personal goals, keeping the bulk of your practice, and even... Um, your beliefs, like what your personal philosophy is, keeping that um, amongst like-minded people, keeping that, you know, close. Because the world is filled with non-believers and cynics and um, people who are floating about, not really going anywhere. Uh, a lot of people without intention, whatever the trend is, they kind of just jump on board with it. Uh, you know, today, witchcraft could be a, a trend and tomorrow it could be not a trend. 
you know, and anytime witches have, have risen, especially, you know, this world <laughs> and its um, treatment of powerful women is, you know, is powerful people, period, but especially powerful women is just, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, so, you know, one thing that I think about uh, from time to time is as witches rise, is that also giving rise to witch hunters, you know, because we live in a world where they, they lynch and, and, and burn people, you know, and I do not put that past humans. Humans are a very, um, aggressive and senselessly violent, uh, species. So, you know, especially those who, who lack <laughs> strong spiritual connection, maybe lack a soul, those who lack melanin, just very, um, aggressive people. Um, so I don't put it past certain individuals, you know, um, there are places in the world where people are still being burned. People are still being accused of witchcraft and killed for witchcraft. So I think about these sorts of things. Um, I think that there's a reason so many witches are private. They keep it to themselves. They don't want to show you themselves. They don't want to show you their work. You know, they probably a little bit more on the reclusive side, don't have a lot of people coming to their homes. You know, you kind of keep these things hush hush, right? Um, now if it's your work, I know that I have a lot of professional work, uh, workers and witches who follow me. Well then guarding your, your, um, personal work and the things you do behind the scenes and how you do certain things is, is still necessary for us. It's necessary because the more people know about our practice and about what we do personally, uh, the, the easier it is for them to come uh, against us. Because here's the thing that I never really hear anybody just come out and say is that witch hunters practice magic and witch hunters employ people who uh, practice magic Anyone who's, you know, a lot of these people who are anti-witch, they practice some form of magic, of, of, of occultism. Might not call it that, but they do. And I think a lot of it is stolen. I've talked about this recently. Um, in addition to uh, the crazies out there uh, who hate powerful, empowered, you know, empowered people, um, and you got to know, like, there are people, they think differently than you. They they move differently than you. They have a nasty consciousness, a consciousness steeped in evil. So there are things that other people will do and want for you and hope for you and speak over you and throw at you and, you know, this, that, and the third uh, that you can't imagine because your consciousness is not set up that way. So being private, uh, protecting your physical space and not having people in your physical space, in your altars, having access to, uh, your books and, and your materials and your, your study materials and your plants and, you know, the things that you're using to create your life. So privacy is super important. And I think that, uh, privacy also includes, um, 
your personal thought, like what you're thinking about, what you're feeling about, what your challenges are, what you're working through, what you're working on, what you're attracting, and what your big goals are. And the second thing uh, is to keep your space pristine. Uh, I'm concerned uh, that um, witches and other magicians and practitioners don't have a really clear understanding or high value for order and cleanliness, okay? But bringing order and cleanliness um, and pristine, nice, good energy into your space is extremely important uh, for our work. You can get more done when when your your floors are clear, when uh, things are organized and in their proper place, you save time so you get more things done. So really important to maintain high levels of cleanliness um, and... I'm I'm talking genius level cleanliness, like like color coded armoires and your shoes all set up neatly and putting yourself on a schedule, bringing order into your personal life. Because as witches, you know, we're working to create order out of an apparent chaos. Of course, the reality is that everything is working according to schedule. Everything is by law. But in order to see more of what we desire to see, we have to employ our will. We have to uh, work our magic to bring order to the things that are happening uh, by other people's wills and other people's intentions and other people's actions. We have to um, exert our authority, power, and control over ourselves and thus over our lives. So that's our work. We're not just uh, satisfied to have someone dictate our spirituality to us. We're not um, satisfied with a one day a week kind of spirituality where or religion we're not okay with sitting on the sidelines and and waiting for things to happen or begging god for this that or the third we are very uh bold uh we take our power and our our um our rights seriously as witches so we are is a participatory participatory uh, spiritual um, practice or approach to life. It's not just a, uh, you know, well, God gonna, God gonna handle it. No, we're not passive people. <laughs> this is, we're often quite rebellious too. Like if we, if we are not cool with the circumstances, we changing them, you know, and it's a beautiful life. It's an empowered life. You have to understand that uh, choosing this path already means you're powerful. You have a different um, way of thinking. You have a different approach to life. You're not just waiting and sitting back and taking whatever life gives you. You are taking what's given and making what you desire out of it. So knowing yourself always will be the first step in creating more power, uh, which is why imagining yourself as the ideal, thinking of yourself as you truly are, as a divine and ideal being, this is also extremely important to you on your path. Seeing yourself as your creator sees you, divinely perfect, capable, um, a success seeking mechanism, (laughs) like you, like infinitely perfect, um, 
extremely powerful, especially with this um, machine that is our mind um, and our nervous system. Just so much untapped potential. So really starting to know yourself and to see yourself as God sees you is very, very important to increasing your personal power. Thinking like God also. And when I say thinking like God, what I mean is God never doubts herself. It's not like a, um, you know, river rise. And God is like, I don't know. I told you to rise. This is going to rise. God is not like, let there be light um, if you want, if it's convenient. Uh, no, it's when God speaks, it happens. It is done. My mother told me, this is her her way of explaining spiritual principles to uh, a, an eight-year-old. She said, God cannot lie. Some of you have heard that before. Have you ever contemplated that? God cannot lie. And I'm a, I, yeah, I'm different. So I'm asking questions from age eight. And my mother's different. She's a cancer. So she's answering them. I said, mom, what do you mean God can't lie? Why would God lie? She said, no, 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 God can't lie. Meaning if God says it, it must be. So she said, she said, if God said there's a five headed chicken, God is not lying. God's word is the law. God's word is reality. That means that if God said there's a five headed chicken, immediately a five headed chicken would spring into reality. That's what my mom said. God can't lie because God's word is. In the beginning was God. In the beginning was the word. So we're going to talk about thinking like God knowingly, right? Knowingly, just perfect confidence. Knowing that what I say is, doesn't that just bring uh, a certain sense of responsibility? Doesn't that make you want to be careful and impeccable with your word? Doesn't that make you want to bring more attention and intention into your speech? Because this is one of the most powerful ways to add energy and to amplify your own spell work to make it more effective. Okay, now we're going to get into, I mean, I feel like I said a couple crazy ideas, but we're going to get into the, the ideas I wanted to share with you in this particular episode. Go on and light up a, a little a blunt because you're going to need it. The first one is uh, patience. It's time. Let's talk about it. Time and intuition. This is important, okay, because a lot of people message me and they say, well, I don't know if I'm hearing my intuition correctly. So let me give you a really uh, simple explanation, something my mom might say, okay? Your intuition is like a highlighter. It works like a highlighter where it causes things to stand out to you. So let's say you go into a witch shop and you're there and you're picking up the things you need for some work later on this evening and you notice an herb that you never heard of before. It's not, it's not anything you need for your work. Um, you don't know what it does. You just know that it stands out to you and something is telling you go on and get that herb. So you get the herb and you bring it home and you put it, um, some on the shelf and you take a little bit of it and you tincture it and you sit it up in a, a cabinet cupboard. You come back every few days and you shake it up and you leave it there. And it sits there for a year. 
And a year from now, you need that tincture. You need that herb. You need it for spell work. It's important. You need it right now. This is one of the ways that your intuition can help you as it relates to time. And as a magician, as a practitioner, as a spiritualist, or whatever the hell you call yourself, patience, working with time, and trusting your intuition are two of the most important things you'll ever do. Recently, I had a friend of, well, the one who did the Oath of Manifestation, actually. She had to leave New York City right at the start of um, coronavirus, and she had to leave all of her clothes. She had just taken her clothes to get washed at a local uh, launderer. The laundromat closed down, and so she has to leave her home. She has to leave and go and be with her sister across the country in L.A., so we're talking one day because we're both um, we both sell CBD and the vitamins and things. Um, we're huge CBD people around here, okay, um, and big THC girls as well. Uh, <laughs> but she had to leave. And we're talking about the business. What day is? She says um, she's feeling a little bit down, and I want to know why. Why are you feeling down? Because emotions are physical, so they we have to do everything we can to keep ourselves lifted. Uh, so why are you feeling down? Let's just go on and get to the bottom of it. And one of the things that was really bothering her is that she had left all of her clothes. Her clothes. First of all, as a witch, your clothes are your are personal concerns. You know, so that's already a little nerve wracking. I know some of y'all probably just had your little anxiety go through the roof when I said that. That's uncomfortable. Her clothes. And they weren't answering the phone. She couldn't figure it out. So she, and plus these are her clothes. You know how ladies are about our clothes. And some dudes too. We like our clothes. You know, this is our personal, like these are our belongings. It belongs to me. Um, And we like our clothes. We don't want to spend all that money just to lose it all. So I said, hey, listen, I got some friends up in New York. I'll reach out to one of them and have them go get the clothes. So one of my homeboys calls this place they're not answering. He goes, this is months after. So we've already, she's already been without her things for a few months. Place closed down. He goes there and he's asking for the clothes. The laundromat has changed management. Damn. (laughs) Okay. Damn. All right. So I'm, I'm telling him, well, let me call her and see if she can give us a description of, you know, some of the clothes and the bags they were in. So I got her on three-way with him and we trying to figure it out. And the people don't understand what my friend is saying. I, I, I don't remember uh, what language they spoke, but they, they weren't really understanding what was being said. And then she says, well, I know I had one big blue Ikea bag and they knew the word Ikea, honey. And they found her bag. So he takes the bag. I meet him in North Carolina about a month after that. Meet him. And I'm supposed to ship the things. I don't ship the things. I'm too busy. There's a funeral. I got other things to do. I don't make the time to ship it. Okay. So then I I bring the things back home and I'm I'm working on some things and I'm behind on orders and (laughs) I think about shit else. And these things are at my house and I I put them in uh, King's truck and I say, drop these off for me uh, when you get a chance. 
and a few more weeks go by because King is like me. We, we slow. Okay. We move kind of slow. Uh, so, you know, a few more weeks goes by and I said, did you send the stuff? He didn't send the stuff. So then he goes and he sends it and he lets me know he sends it. And then my sister invites me to come out to Vegas for my birthday. We go to Vegas, we hang out, have a great time at the Sekhmet Center. And then I randomly drive to LA because so many of the LA girls told me that I better bring my ass to LA. You, you I know you ain't coming to the West Coast. And you ain't coming to L.A. So I go to L.A. Okay. And I see her. This is the first time I've ever met her in person. We're business partners, friends online. First time I'm meeting her. And I said, did you get your box? Did you get your clothes? She said, no, I hadn't gotten them yet. I hadn't gotten them yet. Damn. Well, let me check on this again and see if King actually sent it. He sends me the tracking number. I send it to her. And it shows up at her home on her birthday. <laughs> Perfect fucking timing. That's how time works with this magical shit. That's how it works. It's not on our time. It's not when I when we think it should be done and when we think it's the best. It's when it's actually the best. That's why witches are patient. We patient. Because we know that there are things we can't see. That's why I work with the spiritual realm. That's why us working with our ancestors is so extremely important to us because there are things that we can't see or predict, but they can let us know really simple communications. uh, Grab that pepperweed or grab whatever that little root is. Grab this or, you know, why don't you stop here? And in Los Angeles, turn off the highway and there was a woman there selling, um, a bundle of bouquets of flour for $10. I needed, I turned off to go get a bouquet. I'm not from LA. I don't know where she be at. She was right there. 10 minutes from, um, Botanica Olukun. So I get my flowers and I, and, and I can go, I don't have to get out and go into a store. Okay. So that's how the shit works. Time is extremely important to spell work. Like farming or gardening. Time is a factor here. So let me explain something to you about how when you listen to your intuition and you do that the thing, you, you buy the crystal or the herb or today my intuition told me to get a leather pouch. What I don't know what I'm using a leather pouch for. I ain't never had no leather pouch before. Why am I getting to get a leather pouch? Intuition say get a leather pouch. I'm getting me a leather pouch. Okay, I'm just listen. I'm gonna go and get me a leather pouch, and it'll be here when I. For some reason, I saw myself pouring something out of the pouch. I don't know what the, what it is. Here's how intuition works: in flashes, flashes of images, a, a phrase that you keep hearing in your mind over and over, and now somebody start talking to you about it. Uh, something that is highlighted, uh, lyrics in a song, words from a movie, you know. The, these power, like I was watching a show the other day and one of the elder witches says that, uh, you know, a spirit needs um, a, a human form to be um, at its strongest and no form is, is more powerful than a witch's form. And that just stood out to me. It's just those things that connect to you on a level that you don't know why. And you can't explain it, but you know that it ain't you making shit up. You ain't making it up. Okay? So, I, I did not sit here and imagine myself 
uh, pouring some random, I don't even know what it was out of a leather pack. I saw it in my mind. It flashed into my mind. It came from a different place. It wasn't my uh, making something up or being creative. It was me receiving a message. So I'm going to get me a leather pouch. All right. When you do that and you have things ready and available to you, when I was still in my storefront, Spirit told me to make Laveau oil. Now, Laveau oil is not an oil that I told anyone about because I don't, y'all don't know how to do a pre-sale. Y'all bitches, let me tell you something. You come on bossybruja.com and your bitches act like you never shopped online before. Well, I'm, I don't know. I didn't get, it did, I didn't get an email to say it was shipped yet. So I don't know what that means. Bitch, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know it wasn't shipped yet. Leave me alone. Okay. Y'all act like y'all ain't never shopped online. Y'all come to my shop. Anyways. So I ain't tell y'all about it when I just made it. And that was over nine months ago. And when it was nine months cured, nine months old, Spirit said, now. And here is what I learned. That nine months that it took for that oil to be crafted, for those herbs to steep. First of all, it smells fucking, ooh immaculate okay and and i made such a small batch of it too very very and it's only for people who actually need it but my it's a contra lele it's a um a law oil so you in trouble with uh, the courts of the law it's the oil for you okay took nine months to make it and here's what spirit taught me in that moment she said now when you need something to happen quicker you are nine months ahead what do you mean I'm nine months? It means that the time that it took for the thing to be created for the work, because this is part of the work. So that means when you buy Laveau oil, you already have a nine month advantage. That means that the things you can cut at least nine months off. That's why it seems like witchcraft works so fast. Do you understand? Because of the time that has already been invested before I ever even lit a candle. You understand? So when something is being made, when something is taking 21 days or whatever the fuck, however many days, something is taking a little bit of time. You have to respect time. You have to understand how time works magically. We are affecting the physical and time space reality when we cast spells. Time does not move in a straight linear line. And I wish more people cared about these kinds of things. Not just in giving me my fucking space so I can do this work effectively and powerfully for your asses. Okay. But I want people who want to deepen their knowledge and understanding of magic. People who trust spirit enough to let spirit teach you how it works. This is like, let's give you a physical example. Like if um, you go to a, a nursery, a plant nursery, and uh, they've already been cultivating the plant. So you take it home and you, you replant it into the earth. The time that they have already been growing this plant, nine months or something like that, however however many weeks or whatever, the time that that uh, gardener has invested into cultivating that plant now is time that goes towards its growth. You are however many weeks or uh, months ahead 
by the time you get around to watering it for the first time. You don't have to start it from dry seed. You can start it from seedling, from, from tiny plant. I don't know the, 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 the words. I don't know the vocabulary, but you know what I'm saying. So the first thing to bring power into your spell work, somebody buying something offline, the first thing to do, baby, is to listen to your intuition because some of the things you do right now, some of the relationships you begin uh, building right now. So uh, you live, you know, down the street from a, a cemetery and spirit says, go clean that cemetery, go to that cemetery and leave offerings on the graves. I tell you, just go and start establishing some relationships with local cemeteries. Now, uh, a year from now, when you got to fuck the judge up, you, you, do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> You already have that relationship established. That work has already been done. You're a year ahead. You're a year ahead. That's why it seems like witchcraft works so so fast. Because, well, what you're actually seeing is nine months worth of work. What you're actually seeing is a month's worth of work. I had someone put together my Santa Muerte uh, Book of Shadows. I ordered it in, I want to say June. I got it in September. She was emailing me every week, annoying me. Uh, I'm so sorry it's taking so long. Stop emailing me, lady. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. You know how many books and shadows I got to work on? Okay. You go ahead and you put your energy and your effort into that. She took every individual page and tea stained it for me so it could give me a nice vintage look, a beautiful look. And my books of shadows, especially the ones that I dedicate for specific parts of my practice, so one for root work and one for Santa Muerte. I actually have two for her, one for myself. These are ones for Palomayombe. These are uh, offerings to those uh, spirits to those relationships. It would be like if you um, shared a notebook with your husband or your wife, your partner and our partners. And let's say, you know, um, every week um, one of you takes the book and you can add things to the books, love letters and photographs, sexy photographs and things that made you think of them and, and show tickets. Um, I don't know if any show places are open, but let's say after Rona, a uh, show tickets, you know, here's a show ticket for me and my, my baby. Um, let's do this thing and you hand it back to your lover at the end of the week and then they take it for a week and, and they put their energy and their love and their ideas and their thoughts and this reminded me of you and I took this picture of you when you were sleeping and, you know, I, you know, we pregnant, you know, surprise, you know what, I don't know, whatever. That's what a book of shadows is when you dedicate it to your spirit like that. So it's okay if it takes some time to develop that. These are partnerships. These are relationships. Another reason that magic works like it does is because the witch is never alone. Even if she is a solo practitioner, even if a witch don't work with deities and spirits, she's still calling upon her higher self, her ideal self, her perfect self. We have some witches who um, will embody goddesses and bring that energy into their own physical form. Endless ways to connect your magic and your energy and your power with others, okay? Ones who are your, your contemporaries, your equals, those are, who are in your circle or higher beings. 
to amplify your personal power and to achieve your aims. So the first thing is patience, time, intuition. Spirit told me to get this, this amethyst. Well, Spirit, I already have 10 pieces of amethyst. Get this one. <laughs> and I'm not, uh, I am not recommending to anyone to waste money. But let your intuition work like that highlighter I mentioned earlier. And if something is sticking out to you, you go on and you get that. Might not be for today. Might be for a few months from now. But you take that home and, and you cleanse it with some some salt water or some Florida water if it's not um, soluble and, and you put it in a, a good place to get charged up on the windowsill where the sun and the moon gonna shine on it or on your ancestor altar or your Santa Muerte altar or, you know or bury it on the, in the front yard of your property or something just you go ahead and you do what your intuition tells you to do because here's the thing that our elders mean when they say you can't learn witchcraft from a book is that so much of this is intuitive. So much of it, which you don't inherit, uh, inherit directly from one of your, uh, elders, one of your ancestors, a family member, your relative, uh, or learn from one of your teachers, one of your godparents, baby, you learning it from spirit from nature, from observation, from the, the, the spirits of the land, from, you know what I'm saying? From your own dreams. And do understand that, uh, your spirits will speak to you directly through your, your dreams as well. I have a, a friend, she's a huge dreamer. Her ancestors, cause that's the thing when the living won't teach the dead speak. Okay. Uh, and that, you know, even if the living is teaching, the dead will still speak to you and tell you how to do things, how to get it done. Okay. And if you know how to listen, if you understand the coded language, at least this is how it is in uh, black culture, they put the magic right in the lyrics of the song, right in the, the dialogue of the, the play or the movie. They put it right there. They tuck it in nicely, you know, in between the, the way we wear our hair and the, all types of just, just coded language all throughout our culture. The magic is there. We couldn't stop being magical if we goddamn wanted to. The other thing is, um, I mentioned is, uh, the ideal. So seeing yourself as the perfect being you were created to be, then your worthiness is never a question. Then when you speak something, you know that it is done. And the third thing is the most powerful, uh, way to, amplify in my opinion this is the most besides using plants this is the most powerful um, thing you can do we talk a lot about candle magic working with fire and we talk a lot about you know honoring our ancestors I don't know how many of y'all actually do that but we talk a lot about it and that's spirit and I know we talk a lot about washes that's water how much do we talk about air and earth Air is the prayer, the invitation, the um, invocation. It is the things you declare and speak and it's the written petitions. That's all air. That's the air element. Okay. Uh, and then the earth element is going to be your use of, of use of herbs and going out into nature and grounding and calling on the spirits of the land. Okay. Working with stones. That's huge in century. They love working with stones. This earth element to really uh, ground your vision down into reality down into the earth plane and give your spirits a place to 
to dwell. But anyways, let's go on and talk about the word. In the beginning was God, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. That is uh, talking about how God creates out of himself, right? So you read the Bible, the whole Bible is goddamn coded language and poetry, okay? Um, the, the word was God is that God created everything out of itself. But we ain't talking about the Bible today. I'm gonna tell you about the word, using the word. Your word is the physicalization. I'm making, I'm, I don't know if that's the word. We gonna make it a word today. Make The making physical of an idea. The reason that um, anything you can imagine is real is because imagination is you seeing something which is physical. I'm going to explain how it's physical. Very, very simple, more simple than you thought. Um, but when you see it, it's physical. When you feel it, it is now physical. And when you speak it or write it, it is now physical. The thing that you desire, the idea that you have is now occupying physical space. When you see it, feel it, speak it, or write it. Write that down. Why is that? Well, because you, when you write something down on a piece of paper, it's now actually physical. It is physical. It now has physical space. It exists physically. Okay? When you speak something it is now physical because sound is vibration is movement that means bodies acting on bodies if you place if you turn this up real loud and you place your hand on the speaker you will feel something that's because sound is physical okay i'm preaching now i'm preaching the other thing is that feeling, feeling is physical. You feel something strongly enough, you add feeling to your vision or you envision it so powerfully, so deeply you can feel it or you speak it with such conviction that you can feel it. These are also physical. Why? Because emotions drive action. Again, they make things move. You feel away, so now you're going off. You can't sit still. You're feeling hot. Your temperature has changed. Your heart rate is accelerating. Emotion is physical. Okay? Feeling. The word feeling is, is talking about something uh, internal, some type of a... Um, inner experience but feeling is is also talking about the sensation of touch on your on your skin feeling this is a physical thing okay but also primarily because it creates action it causes action okay lastly when you see something that is physical why is that if i see it in my mind how is it physical Because in order to see, there must be light. The only way that you could close your eyes and see something with your mind's eyes is that there is a light inside of you. There's a light inside of you. In order for there to be sight, there must be light. And light is physical. 
Now I know I just got super just fucking sciencey, <laughs> not scientific, sciencey. Um, and that might be a little weird, but just just try it out for a little while. When you do your spell work, don't just light the fucking dusty candle. Clean it, dress it, speak over it, imagine, see until you can feel. Write down your intentions and your desires. Try that out and see how that goes for you. Speak toward the open sky with your feet in the earth, washed clean by the waters, by the light of the flame. If you maintain high level of privacy, be impeccable with your speech, maintain a pristine cleanliness in, in your space and in your body and in your mind. If you can see yourself as the ideal divine being that you were created to be and if you can think like God, knowing it is done. And if you respect time and have patience and listen to your intuition to begin doing what your intuition tells you to do. So you prepared when you, when you need to put in some work a little bit from now. And if you will write, speak, feel, and see your desires, you will add tremendous power to your spell work. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Bossy Bruja podcast. We're inspired by you and hope you are inspired along with us. To learn more about Ayadeli and to find more ways to live your best, most enchanted life, go to bossybruja.com, bossybruja.com, where you can read the blog, find prayers, invocations, and our witchcraft shop, where we have a carefully selected curation from books to abalone shells, crystals to smudges, and many delights in between. We are with you in this reawakening and are so glad you're here. Stay bossy, Bruja!